Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. We are going to be talking some sexy stuff tonight. So when that happens, you remember that if you've got babies in the room, well, the babies, you know, they'll just get this through osmosis, this information. But if you've got, you know, kids who might understand what I'm saying, you might want to just keep this show to a minimum volume so you can keep this sacred to yourself as we're talking about sacred sex rituals done your way. So we're going to be talking about that today. There, there are a lot of rituals that are you know, kind of set up uh, in the world. Different cultures have different rituals that they do. And I'm not talking about taking the culture of any particular uh, people or um, anything like that. What I would like you to do is see what is sacred to you, create ritual from it, and bring that into your sex life. So. Every week, you know, when I go to get a show topic, it's always fun to see what comes up. And this one actually came up last week during uh, the show that I did last week. So sometimes the topics arise on their own. And uh, I think I've actually possibly got a topic for next week that's interesting that was brought to the table by my daughter, who's 13, who had um, who had mentioned something. She always gives me nerd facts of the day. And one of the nerd facts of the day yesterday had to do with Caligula. Uh, yes, my 13-year-old knows about Caligula, and um, what she had understood or read somewhere was that uh, something about Caligula and um, having had a, a gender reassignment, and we, we do talk about gender a lot in our house, so it's not unusual that we would talk about gender reassignment, and she's like, yeah, I read that Caligula was the first one who had a gender reassignment, um, done and i was like i don't think that's accurate because that was like thousands of years ago and so so i went off in and i uh researched who was the actual first person who who had that and then I, that sent me into a whole uh whole interesting uh, endeavors of research this week so well actually only in the last uh, day or so so that might actually be part of our topics next week. I'm letting you know this in case you know anybody who is um, going through anything to do with, you know, questioning their gender or maybe they're they're going through a gender reassignment. We're going to be looking at it from more of like historical uh, facts, as I don't have the life experience to speak from it from a personal place. Although I do know uh, a few people who have had or going through gender reassignments. And so that is something that, or um, are identified as a different gender than they were identified with when they were born. So that is gonna be a bit of a topic of interest. I'll see where that goes. So that might be our actual topic for next week it has something to do more with gender, which I'm excited to talk about. It's, um, I have talked about the different genders uh, in the world, but we haven't really talked about 
you know, gender reassignment on this show at all. So it could be a fun topic. So today with uh, sacred sex, as I was going through some of these things, um, one of the things that came up in my research on Caligula was that he was considered one of the top uh, top perverts of all time. I think there was, I think what I found was the 12 top perverts of all time. Charlie Chaplin was amongst them, which was fascinating too. But in this <laughs> side note, um, and in this research, one of the characters that came up was Aleister Crowley, who, if you don't know who he was, he was actually a magician. Um, he died in around 1947, I think it was. And he uh, created one of my favorite tarot decks, the Soth Tarot deck, which I do, um, I do actually psychic readings, have been doing them for over 25 years publicly. Um, it's something that I offer uh, people in my business as well. So that's, um, that's one of my favorite decks to use. And he was, uh, so he was a magician and he did a lot of things around sex magic and ritual sex magic. And I thought, oh, well, this is, we're not talking Aleister Crowley's sex magic as he used uh, different body fluids and he used actual sex for ritual, for magic, for creating things. But he was also, you know, at the time, uh, he was also somebody who was into things like pedophilia, like a lot of these uh, top well-known perverts in the world were all about pedophilia. So we're not going to be talking about sex magic as per like Aleister Crowley style ritualistic magic. We're going to be talking about creating your own ritual. And I, I wanted to say that up front because I think when some people see the words ritual sex, they are thinking that there's going to be ritual sex magic happening. Um, that is not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is creating a sort of a way or a mode on a daily basis that you can get into so that your body feels at ease and ready for sex. Or when you're going to be with your partner and have uh, like, a night together or a day together where what can you do to help you feel like you're getting in the zone and have it feel more sacred to you so we will be uh, looking at that yeah so um for those of you who <laughs> it's fun actually in the chat room we have a little history on caligula for those those of you who don't know who caligula was um you can look him up he was a very strange dude there there was some things on uh, Netflix a little while ago about Roman emperors and they had, he was in there too. So a very strange dude indeed. Uh, he, uh, beyond sick, he was one of the most sick-minded people in the world. So we'll put that aside for now. Um, that's not even an interesting point of view that I have. It's just a fact. He was like very unkind and cruel. So sacred we're aiming at sacred which would be kind and it would be an invitation to your body to end to your partner too so that you can have a feeling of deep connection not only with yourselves but also having that uh, it's kind of like come out of a waves of your body to connect with everything else so about about when i'm thinking about this it's about uh, 16 17 years ago I was living with somebody at the time and I had this great fascination with the idea of uh, ritual sex. And I got some books on the art of ecstasy. I was looking up information on Tantra. So at the time I had this thought that, you know, Tantra was the way to go. It was kind of like the way you have ritual sex is the way that Tantra 
the practice of tantric sex would tell you to do it. And so there's a message. And absolutely, if if using a message that somebody's that has already been in, you know, created works for you, go for it. Uh, I know for me, I'm not even a person who's really good at taking vitamins every day. If somebody tells me to, I'm, I'm, I have like natural rebel mind. And so as long, as long as I do it for me, when I want to do it, then I'll do it. I've always had this thing of, you know, with authority. So when, when anything becomes an authority, whether it's like a religion or a person or whatever, I just tend to rebel. It's just how I am. I know that about me. So I know that it's a beautiful thing for a lot of people to be able to take the teachings of tantric practices and put them into place and use them. And they like cherish it and they love the teachings. And I, I, I love that they love it and I love that they have the ability to follow through on that not me so much. So what this show really is about is for those of us out there who just aren't so good with like other rituals all the time, because we're not really good at following somebody else's stuff. This, how do you create your own rituals? Like, what are some things you might want to include in creating your own rituals for having better, more fun, sacred sex? And number one is you got to look after your body. So for me, when I'm looking at like what equals sacred sex is certain things having to do with what is sex? What is it anyway? Is it some body parts coming together and having some fun? But then we need to like unravel that and like let's look at the bodies. How do we have some, how do we prepare the body to have sacred sex? So you know, with Tantra, you would do certain things, certain breathing techniques, you would do certain mindset techniques, you would do certain things like yoga, you do a lifestyle, essentially, which is beautiful. And again, it takes dedication. And so for this mindset, we're going to kind of break down those ideas as well and make them personal to you. So first of all, let's look at the body. Now, what would you like to do with and for your body before you engage in any kind of sexual conduct, whether that's even just touching petting, or if it's full on intercourse, whatever it happens to be, whether you're doing BDSM play, I don't care the gamut, how you do like to prepare your body. So I don't know about you, but for me, I like to be able to feel clean so that I feel like I can relax. And when I, when I have, bathed and I feel clean, I can relax a heck of a lot easier. So maybe one of the rituals for me, for example, would be like, have a bath and get clean, have a shower and get clean. Some, uh, some people even like to go more ritualistic on the cleaning and do things like you can get more extreme, like get yourself a pedicure, get yourself a manicure. Your body is getting prepared to receive beauty the beauty of you, your body's getting prepared just to, to receive um, the pleasure of having a body and all of these things like manicures, pedicures, facials, body rubs, like all of these things can help your body feel like it's getting in the mood to receive pleasure. You know, sometimes even going out and getting your hair done, which I haven't done in a long time for those of you seeing me on video. Yes, I have the two-tone hair right now. So it is, um, it is something you can do, though, is to do something that will have you looking at your body feel turned on even by looking at your own self. 
And that could be getting the hair done, you know, for people who have facial hair, removing the facial hair maybe, or cleaning it up. And I've talked about this before. I think I spent an entire episode talking about oral hygiene. It might be because I have dentists in my family and like I had doctors in my family and we always talked about germs even at like the dinner table. So I knew like way too much about germs growing up that I'm surprised I don't have like OCD for germs. But having a clean mouth is a really nice treat for a ritual as well. So getting clean from head to toe. What would you like to do to have your body feel totally cleaned up and sparkly and like sometimes getting cleaned up will also wash away things like washing away the sadness washing away the fears I remember when I was a kid and I would get you know I'd maybe have like a stomach ache or I wasn't feeling so hot for the day and my great-grandma she was a hoot she would just say oh darling go have a bath you'll feel like a new person and at first I'm like six or seven and I just think how could having a bath make my tummy ache go away? But I swear to you, she, well, my family's witchy. She knew stuff and it worked. Like time and again, I would have the bath. I would clean myself up and I would be feeling like a new person. And it's it washes away the physical dirt, but it washes away the energetic stuff too. And if you are somebody like me who are super hypersensitive to energy, having baths, especially like with Epsom salts, as my friend mentioned in the chat room, those things can get your body uh, feeling more alive again. So Epsom salts for me are like, our bodies are very electrical. And if you can just bathe in the electrical energies of salt water, you can get your body re-energized and cleaned out and cleared out. If you If you've got other fun things, like there are some, there are some um, stones like uh, rock, mineral, crystals, whatever you want to call them, that do really well in water. Some do not do well in salt water, but say like a quartz crystal could do really well in water. So you could add that to your water to help clean the energy of your body as well. Do you kind of dig it? Like, do you see how this is becoming ritualistic? You're adding some things to your life. You're adding some different things to help you feel more revitalized, physically more revitalized. So on the body front, looking at it as a cleansing, we're looking at it as an exterior cleansing, but your body might even desire having like an internal cleansing as well. So you can always ask your body as, a, as the ritual is maybe your body would like an enema. Sometimes if you're having anal sex, your body would like an enema so that it feels fresh and clean from that angle as well. And sometimes your body would like an internal flush, like a liver flush or something. And it's, it may be weird for you to go like, wow, my body is turned on by a liver flush. It, it can be. So try not to like think that it can only be A, B, C, or D that will do it. And you can do these things in a way that's not so like obvious, like I'm going to go buy a specific liver cleanse today and I'm going to do this for the next 21 days and I'm going to change my lifestyle. No, it could be as simple as like having, say, for example, like dandelion tea or uh, something that will just like help clean you out. Usually anything bitter, say, for example, will clean out your liver. So you can do these things that will, they're just kind of like part of like you sit down, have your day, and you're, you know, could be sitting in your tub, having your cup of cleansing tea. 
getting that internal cleanse, external cleanse, all this stuff going on. Yeah, so for those of you who watch on video, you might notice that I've got this stuff behind me and you're probably like, what are those bottles? And a lot of them are things like homeopathics, herbal things, uh, gemotherapy. Um, I've got a lot of different things and a lot of them are things like cleanses for the body. So um, if you are not sure what to do and you'd like some advice on that front, I actually work with people on the daily with uh, information like that. So you can always connect with me through my website at melitzajelenic.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. And we're going to be talking more about how to create rituals personalized for you for sex, to have sacred sex. So we've been talking about the physical body, cleansing it internally, externally. And we're going to move on to some other parts of this creation of ritual uh, after this break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. I have been talking about creating your own rituals in sex and for sex and for creating sacred sex. So what is sacred sex? What is sacred to you? So that's the ultimate question. What is sacred to you? So for some people, it would be connecting to God, the goddess, the universe, and having sex be more than a physical act. And so that could be part of that sacredness. It could just be being with somebody, being in their presence and being feeling connected to them, that can also be sacred. So when I say what is sacred to you, it's truly because there's no uh, way to say that this way of sacred is right and this way of sacred is not right. And there are, again, like different things that have been considered his historically 
you know, when you look back in history, there are things that have actually shown to be like, this was sacred sex and this counts as more valid than others. Like one of the weird things kind of historically that would make sex sacred or valuable would be, um, or real authenticated sex is, was like when you would look at, um, see like the kings and queens of England, uh, mostly the queens of England, I believe uh, was that they would, make sure that they had people in the room watching them have sex on their wedding night to prove that their marriage was consummated and then they would prove it by looking at the sheets if there was blood if she was a virgin there should be blood on the sheets very presumptuous because not everybody has a hymen that breaks and then they would take that and then that would be their proof so there are, were rituals that were that kind of kind of rituals like people watching you as part of a ritual and then there were other rituals where it was like now you go into a cave and you pray for 30 days and then you come out and then you're enlightened and you'll find the person that is going to be the person that you you know have intercourse with that's going to like heighten your awareness and your consciousness on the planet lots of different reasons for sacred sex so one of the things to figure out is like what does sacred, what would that mean to you? Like, what are you trying to get out of this sacred sex? Are you trying to feel a deeper sense of connection to yourself? Are you trying to feel a deeper sense of connection to the universe, to your partner, to all of that? Are you using sacred sex as a way to heighten your awareness? Like what is your target? So that would be the one thing is if you're looking at this show and you're listening to the show and you're like, oh, I'd really like to have sacred sex what does that even mean to you? Because it may, it's very vastly different um, across the board. And ultimately um, it's to find out like, what is your target with what that means? So I've heard people say, I really wanted, you know, my sex to be sacred. And I thought I needed to have like a cacao ceremony before I had sex. And I wish I had, cause it would have been more sacred. I'm like, can you explain to me why having a cacao ceremony would equal sacred sex? Well, you know, and then there's like justifications, but there isn't actually an understanding of what is the target. Like, what is it that you think that you're going to gain from this experience? And if if what you're expecting is for that person to feel more connected to you, that isn't really what's necessarily going to happen in sacred sex. It's more about you being connected to you ultimately might create that with your partner, but it's good to know what you think your target is first so that you can create ritual that will create that target likely, uh, unless it has to do with another because you cannot be that influential in another person's life. So if it's to create greater awareness of your orgasms, create. Let's, let's play with that concept as a sacred sex concept. I'd like to have greater awareness of my orgasms and my orgasmic energy. Cool. So what are we going to do? We talked about the body, preparing the body, getting it clean. Cool. Even if you're self-exploration on this, doing self-exploration through um, masturbation. Cool. We're going to have sacred sex with self first. Let's try this. And, you know, I, I would like to have like greater awareness, greater connection to my my body and my orgasms and like what do they do for the work so we're going to clean up the body get that all prepped oh wait a second what environment would i like to be in you don't have to like always go to your bedroom you might feel like oh where I'd, where i feel like i would have the most and then you can even ask your body you know hey body 
where would you like to be to experience sacred sex? So for me, once I say that, I get like some images flashing in my mind. And one of the images uh, has, it's like very Arabian Nights tent kind of a feeling to it with like pillows and like curtains and it's luxurious and oh, it's very lovely. And then is there a reality that I can create that? There actually, when I ask that, there is a reality that I can create that. And apparently maybe I will be creating that in the near future. So there you go. I might actually create a sacred sex space. Who knew? I guess this is what the show was all about for me to figure that out on my own. So if um, if that's appealing, then you know you might even have in your own space, you might be like, well, my bed... I, I have this beautiful bed and my bed is my sacred sex space. Awesome. So now when you have a sacred space, for example, if you, if you are going to mosque or church or temple, there is something that occurs before you enter mosque, church, or temple. If you're being respectful, you usually get into a quiet space of self-like reflection. You also honor the rituals of that space. So the ritual of, say, for example, a Christian church, that's the one that I can relate to the most growing up, is that you will cross yourself when you enter the sacred space. And then you might kiss a few icons, because that's what we do in the Serbian Orthodox Church. We go around kissing icons and crossing ourselves and kissing icons. So you might uh, find that in your own sacred space that you might set up something like that too. So if it's your bedroom and you're entering it, and when you enter it, enter it with a sense that I've just entered sacred space. And everybody who enters that space needs to honor you in your sacred space and needs to honor your space as being sacred. So what would that look like? If somebody honors your space as being sacred, they would treat it with kindness. They're not going to like leave a pile of crap around. They are going to be um, kind about your space like complimentary and kind about it. And if they're going to treat you with a sense of sacredness in your body as a, as a sense of something that is sacred for pleasure as well, is that they will treat you with reverence and kindness as well in the same way that they might enter a church and cross themselves knowing that that would be the respectful thing to do in that space. So Get a sense for you, like in the bedroom is your sacred space, for example, or like for me in my, maybe in my space that I'd like to see set up as a, as a, as a, uh, an Arabian nights tent that anybody who enters would come in with, you know, enter my Arabian nights tent and you take off your shoes. There's no shoes allowed in my Arabian's nights tent. There's, um, there's a sense of, of gratitude for being invited in. Like, thank you so much for even letting me into this amazing, beautiful space. Yeah, so when somebody invites you in, um, there should be a sense that you have gratitude for being invited in, right? This is a sacred space. And what we often do is we forget that, you know, we, we can treat it as a temple if we like. We can treat our homes and our bodies that way, or we don't have to. Um, just check for you. Does it feel fun to actually have your space feel like it is your sacred sex temple and whatever that looks like for you? And it's different for everybody. Some people would like it to have 
um, minimal style. Some people would like to have stuff everywhere. Some people might want it to look like a Victorian manor with millions of tchotchkes around. It's all up to you. What is the sacred space for you? And everybody who enters that space needs to be um, honoring of you and that space, whatever that means as well. So think about your sacred space. I'd like you to just take a moment to just, we have a few minutes before break. I'd like you to just, if you're not driving, close your eyes and ask your body to show you or tell you or give you some sense of what would the sacred sex space feel like, smell like, and look like to you. So you might get a sense of textures, you might get a sense of smells, and you might even get some visuals. So for example, like I get a visual of an Arabian Nights tent with lots of red materials and it smells of incense and it feels very warm, like I could be in, in a desert at all times with lots of heat. Um, I love heat, <laughs> so uh, my body loves heat too. So what is it for you? And then just be with that. I just want you to feel the energy of that. If you could just take a moment to like bask in the energy of what does the sacred space, sacred sex space feel like? And just knowing what that feels like, you might start to feel really like, mm, like that feels really good. And, and as in your body will like drink it up. So let your body drink it up and just notice how your body responds to the idea even that you're allowed to have a sacred space for anything sex related. Any and all who enter need to be respectful of that space. I actually kind of like the idea that my sacred sex space will be separate from my house as it's kind of like having even in like uh, countries that are very poor, they'll even have altars that are like even outside their house because they're kind of keeping that in a different space or sometimes they'll have it in a different room that's not their bedroom, right? So I'd like to look at that as like creating that space that feels sacred and how that feels and smells and all those great things. So be with that energy, just feel it and be with it. And we're going to head to the next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions 
that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about sacred sex and creating your own personalized rituals. So in the first segment, we kind of talked about the body as some of the rituals you could do for the body in terms of cleaning your body physically from head to toe, doing things like adding things, maybe like Epsom salts or some really lovely, um, I didn't mention it, but uh, things like aromatherapy or using essential oils on your body to just help your body feel nourished and uh, appreciated and loved and acknowledged. And then I also mentioned doing things like crystals, adding some crystals to your bath if that feels sexy and fun. Throwing some candles on while you bathe is also kind of a fun thing to do and having um, also some energy of uh, like a nice tea adding to your, your space. And so then one of the things that I also mentioned was actually creating that space as a sacred space so that when you enter it and all who enter it shall also treat it as sacred uh, is something that you can do on your own just by feeling and sensing like what would feel like a, like a very place where you would feel like your body is honored and a space where you feel like you're, you know, you can honor your lovers, you can honor your body, you can enjoy the space and feel comfortable in like whatever temperatures you enjoy and have all um, like the setting that is conducive to you to feeling turned on. So I mentioned mine would be like an Arabian Nights tent. I love that kind of feeling. And that's actually not that hard of a concept to create. You know, you can do it with, with uh, different curtains and things. And, and uh, last year we created quite a variation of that in our living room and we hung curtains. Uh, no, actually we hung scarves from the ceiling and created a giant tent indoors for the kids that came here for pod school during the week. And we had a riot with that for a few months. So that is something that's possible to do even uh, in your own home with very little money and very little work to do. So just some ideas of things you can just add to your space so that you can feel like, ooh, I just created a sexy space. This changed it from bedroom or office or living space to the sexy 
kind of sacred sex space. So we're looking at environment, we're looking at your body. Now we're looking at connection of the bodies as well. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you could do this just for yourself. Like this doesn't have to be for you for a partner. And it can be a way to create the space that invites that kind of energy in, that kind of partner in so that you have a feeling of desiring sacred sex uh, with somebody. Um, if you're not with a partner, this is more like a, as my friend used to call it, wishful makeuping. And wishful makeuping was when we would put on makeup and think that we might go out, but we weren't sure if we were going out. It was more of wishful makeuping, getting ready just in case. And this is like, in a way, wishful, um, wishful prepping as well, so that you get your body ready. So when you have, so if you, if you do have a lover, some things to consider is seeing if your lover is even interested in this whole concept of sacred sex, because as much as you might be, they might not even care for this at all. Um, it might, they just might be like, it's out of their league. And, and if that's the case, that's something to like negotiate through, which I do with couples all the time when I look at different things in a relationship where there's disparity between like what one person's asking for and what another person's willing to give. Then if, you know, if you're really into the idea of sacred sex and your partner's like, nah, not really. Um, if there's no room for negotiation, then there's other stuff going on in the relationship. That's a bigger issue than that. So if there is room for negotiation, then it's looking at like, how do we start this? And maybe one of the ways that you can start even is just the ritual preparation of bodies, like I talked about earlier. So whether it's you bathing yourself or your partner bathing you or you bathing your partner, having that become something of a playful act that can invite the bodies into more of a um, more of a different kind of attitude and approach to having intercourse or any kind of play, sexual play. It doesn't have to be intercourse. So. So whatever sexual play you're looking for, even if it's just like a bunch of stroking and sniffing the crap out of each other, just like whatever is fun for you. So you can do that. Absolutely. It's really good to know, though, if your partner is interested in even having this with you. So uh, I think when I first started talking about this, this is really about the space of what you would like for you. And if your partner would like to be invited into that, awesome. And if they're not interested uh, don't abandon this thought just because your partner's not interested. This, this is something that could be very important to you. So, you know, I'd like you to look at this as how you can create this for you, no matter what, no matter who's willing to step in or not. So we look at um, the physical body, the physical space, creating all of these things so that you feel like you are preparing um, everything as, as sacred as something that can be worshipped, that can be uh, looked at in a way that this is a gift. Like you are gifting your body, you're gifting your space, you're, you know, you're gifting your body to your lover and you're gifting pleasure through your body to your lover. And if, if they uh, are not overjoyed times a million and are not like grateful times a million for you, then maybe it's time to look at what's going on in the relationship that's not allowing that to show up or maybe this relationship isn't really for you especially if it's something you deeply deeply desire is feeling like somebody really like enjoys your company and really wants to be with you um, then we want to look at the different ways 
that you know what what have you in, uh, invested in to have yourself feel like you are uh, worshipable you know you are somebody who has uh, immense value and that you know hopefully they recognize that in you so other things to consider with ritualistic sex is different things like positions and holding positions and and different things that you can do for touch and different play items you can bring in so you know this this could be a very long conversation because even when you look at some basics of of uh, sacred sex in general there can be a lot of components that you add to it you can have some real basics you got a body you got a space now what are we going to do with it right so we kind of talked about that but now we can add some more fun too so we can look at things like in your sacred sex space how would you like to connect with your lover's body at first maybe you have like a massage table for example i have massage tables because i have them i, I teach work that has massage tables i also do work on bodies that requires massage tables you could do something that would be incredibly fun like even like learning something like a um what's that called uh, like tantric massage style massage where you bring the energy into their uh, into their sex organs and or you can do different things that would just enhance the energy you can do things that would be like it depends on your level of body knowledge and how comfortable you are with touching bodies but if um if you are comfortable with touching bodies one of the things you can do is to do something like a there's there's this work called somatic sex uh sex it's called sexological body work it's like a somatic type of body work that is involving touch and there are teachers who can teach couples how to do that as well which is really beautiful especially for people who would like to be able to get rid of different traumas and things and you can absolutely take classes in these things. You could take tantric classes if you want, or you could take um, different, there are, and there are tons of reference materials on the internet that if you're not comfortable going into a class, that you can uh, access this information online for sure. Hopefully coming in the next year, I'll be able to have the time and the bandwidth to create some videos that you guys can have as well as to start to invite these things into your life perhaps maybe on a monthly basis we could do something. So there's there are things for couples that can be really, really simple that you don't even need to take courses in. And part of that is called listening and communication. And maybe you do need a course in it, but sometimes just communicating with your partner with things like the question of, would you like me to touch you? Oh, yes, you would. How would you like me to touch you? where would you like me to touch you and then you can play with the different depths and ways of touching too it could be very light touch or deep touch or scratching or um there's so much variety of touch then you become explorative and then you start connecting with your your lover's body in different ways through touch you could be doing this by holding each other in an embrace while you're sitting up and that isn't so comfortable for everybody uh, for sure i know that it's not it's not my husband's most comfortable position, even though every once in a while he'll humor me and do like a sitting hug. Uh, there are, for some people's bodies, it's not comfortable. So look at what works for your body to be able to connect to another body. Sometimes it's holding them from behind. Sometimes it's lying on top of them. Finding ways that 
without having to have penetration that you can connect the bodies and then start to wake them up so that they can start to get intrigued and this becomes sacred too because what you're doing with this is you're honoring the body so anything that's going to involve honoring the body in the space is going to be part of the sacredness of the sex and sometimes doing some movement or like stretching exercises whether you do yoga or pilates or you just do some other stretching will get your body kind of limber so you can do things that are like different poses and connect each other's bodies in different ways like maybe you want to connect back to back standing up and intertwining a leg or maybe you want to do something where you've got a, a pose where you're like bending over and you know one person's bent over and the other you know with their leg back and then you know the other person's facing the other direction and you're both holding each other's legs you're not necessarily doing sexual things but what you're doing is finding places in your body that you can create balance your body has to be balanced to do some of these things and then you are extending that into your lover's body through touch and you're assisting each other in becoming connected and balanced together so that is more like in the tantric style of tantric yoga and you can absolutely in you know learn all of those in a very traditional way and you can become experimental and just see some easy movements for you starting with something as easy for example as um putting say your legs on top of your lover's legs and just connecting and looking at each other kind of sitting with your legs on top of each other that could be one thing to do that's still a bit of a stretch sometimes when you have to sit up you could put your arms back and just let your body stretch into that pose as well so it doesn't have to be complicated right it just i want you to get that you can take a lot of these things that are completely complicated and and take years and years of mastery and practice and you can simplify them so that you can start to utilize them without feeling overwhelmed or like you don't have enough experience or enough knowledge or you don't know what you're doing and it's not oh i just i missed that move and i didn't quite connect my chakras right like i don't want you to stress about it what i'd like you to do is make this playful and explorative right and so a lot of this will come down to um, if you are on your own then this is all about communication with yourself and if you have a partner it's communication with yourself and then communication with your partner to see where you're both at in terms of what you would like, including the creation of the space. And it's always nice to, if you have a lover, to invite your lover to add to the sacred space of sex. Um, so even if you don't live with your lover, but you have a space that you, you have sex in, you might wanna invite your lover to bring something into that space so that you're co-creating that love space together. It's not just um, yours or it's not just theirs. I know, um, I think when I first started dating my husband, I brought over some thing that was like, I think it was like my underwear or something, but it was like always there. <laughs> there, was, there was like something that added to the space. And it's, it's kind of fun to have something of everybody who's part of that adventure add to that space, right? So everybody create it to, together. So we're going to head to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur? 
Wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about sacred sex and creating your own rituals for sex. So what we started off with today was talking about our bodies and doing different things ritualistically that work for you, for your body to feel happy and feel turned on and feel relaxed and feel appreciated and acknowledged and then we talked about space and the space will have a similar thing that the space wants to be like spruced up feel sensuous feel acknowledged feel appreciated and sometimes that's like adding things and i mentioned my sort of fantasy space it's like an arabian nights tent and then another thing that we talked about a little bit was um what was the last thing I talked about? Well, I can't, oh, movement, right? So adding different movements to be able to create connection to your body, whether that's through massage or through uh, doing different touch or like yoga type stretches or your own type stretches where you're finding ways to have your bodies touch and connect. And the last part of this, I would say, would be one of the most unusual parts that we don't do a lot of other than when we do it to try and get our partners to either give us more sex or something, we usually use it as a tool of some sort. And this I'd like you to approach from the sheer openness of your heart. And through doing a lot of these things that we were talking about, your heart, your heart chakra starts to open, all your chakras will start to open and you'll start to have energy flowing very fluidly. So I'd like you to maintain that openness and expand it even more through gratitude Gratitude for the space, gratitude for your body, gratitude for your lover's body. And you can say these things in your mind like a, like a meditation or a prayer. And I also encourage you to either write them and gift, gift that writing to your lover or say it out loud. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being part of this journey with me. Thank you so much for collaborating on this beautiful, this beautiful experience with me. I'm so grateful for being able to have this with you. Now, if you had a lover that said that to you, how much would your body just feel appreciated? It would feel inspired, it would feel acknowledged and it would feel loved, yeah? So I think we forget a lot. You know, really good at giving criticism. It's like, oh, I should have done that. Criticizing ourselves too. So. But I, my target is, is to get us so that we are not criticizing ourselves and we're looking at this more as 
this is a collaboration it's a journey and when it's a collaboration everybody's involved and everybody is equally responsible in the collaboration so as a collapse sex as a collaboration actually requires every partner to be involved and it requires everybody to do equal share of the so-called work and uh, it also is something where everybody gains at the end right so if you're actually creating something collaborating on something all the collaborators will benefit from the creation so it's not one person walking away feeling better than another and so part of that conversation is um, when i talked about like communication is to have the communication and the willingness to say to your lover like okay so right now what i'd really like is to have maybe a little bit more of this or that and you can just tell them maybe it's a little bit more clitoral rubbing or you know maybe you want some more stroking of the penis or maybe you'd like your to be tickled on the backs of your you know legs or something like it could be anything so what is important though is that you actually tell your partner that in a way that's like i really like this and can you do more of it rather than in the critique of eh, forget it you don't even know what you're doing because i know we will do this stuff and it shuts your lover down and a lot of times it's way better to say these things not when you're having sex it's better to have these discussions in between i like to have these discussions in the car uh when it's like the one time when my husband and i are like completely alone and there's like nobody else listening so we often have these conversations in the car so whatever works for you do them there and then take that information that you glean from those conversations and bring it into your lovership and bring it into your sex life so what i'm hoping for all of you is that you are willing to even try to have a little bit of sex that can be sacred for you considering yourself as being something of value that's sacred yeah so remember that and we're going to have an interesting show next week whatever it happens to be whether it's transgender or not transgender so i hope you stay tuned in and turned on till next week have a great week bye thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist milica yelenich the pleasure zone returns next monday at 8 p.m. eastern 7 p.m. central 6 p.m. mountain and 5 p.m. pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.